Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome wow. to Between Sundays so with the handbell choir <laughs> of Greeley First Assembly. <laughs> oh, I think off the top, we got to give a huge shout out to Don and Davida yes. for donating yes. handbells. Uh, probably could, could have been a good thing or a bad thing. We don't know yet. Probably oh for God. Shane's children. <laughs> this is day one. And so. the first use they got were by the three pastors. <laughs> oh, oh man, gosh. I'm I'm proud of us. Honestly, we uh, that was that was maybe the most uh, intentionality we put into a theme oh, yeah, song. Yeah. yeah, we practiced a yeah. good solid three minutes. Before yeah, we, went we really on. did. Yeah, <laughs> so. Minutes. <laughs> well, welcome in, to, <laughs> welcome into uh, between Sundays with Greeley First Assembly. My name is Nick Cedars, and on my left I've got Shane, and on my right George, and in yeah. the middle the camera. It's so you. all of you people in the it's thick of it all. Today we are going to talk. Well, uh, the title of today's uh, episode is "Can I Get a Witness?" Mm. GP, are you with me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. As Kirk Franklin <laughs> and his choir said. How you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah? Doing pretty good. I mean, when you start your day with handbells, or I guess get through the middle of the day with handbells, yeah. it's a good day. It is. How about you, George? How you doing? I'm doing good. George Life George preached a, yesterday. I mm-hmm. did. It was uh it was lovely mm-hmm. to be up there seeing everybody's face and uh yeah. Yeah. Preaching the word of God. Yeah. You were hiding behind a pulpit instead of a guitar this time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I loved it. And I a laptop. It. I think he was intentionally putting as much between him <laughs> and the audience <laughs> as possible. Yeah, you got If you had if yourself. you had a direct view of him, you could just see the top of his head. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably where where he was at there, you know. Is that a show people joke? No, that was just a <laughs> kinda. How yeah. how high our table is? Then the, the table you got you got a yeah. sixteen you know inch I, yeah. Mac. I mean, I, that's, I didn't realize big. how tall that table is until is very, mm-hmm. I sat and watched you preach from it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a tall table. Yeah. I like oh, it. Yeah. It's comfortable. I love that table. I mean, it's perfect for you. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's made for me. Mm-hmm. So Come on now, whoever made it, IKEA. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, Scandinavian proportions, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, thank I you guys for just, asking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How are Could, you? Thanks for asking. I'm doing great. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, this week, as I said, the title of the episode, Can I Get a Witness? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that intimidates a lot of believers, many believers, I think, is sharing our faith, uh, right. speaking about what we believe to others. Do you guys agree with that? Do you feel like that's yes. something you oh, hear yeah. a lot about? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. People people uh, are a little hesitant to do so, but the Word of God clearly encourages us to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of passages like the Great Commission, which says, go into all nations, and Matthew 28, and um, make disciples. Yeah. Uh, Mark 16's version says, preach the gospel to all creation. And you talk... Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I just actually... Uh um, I I read a I read a quote by somebody the other or yesterday or maybe this morning about how like uh, you could be filled with the Holy Spirit, but if you're not evangelizing, you're not you're mm. you're missing most of Christianity. There, you know, you're not following the Lord's yeah, leading. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. A little convicting on you know Ouch. when I read that, I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, that's yeah, true. But a little you bit know. of zing to it. But yeah, but it's important. It's such a, such an important thing mm-hmm. to do. You know. Yeah, yeah. You think about Jesus's parables. He talked about being a light, like mm-hmm. a, a lamp on a stand or a city on a hill. Right. 
Um, you know, then you see the apostles in the early church, even though they were threatened by the leaders in Jerusalem, they still spoke about Jesus because they knew that it's what they had been commissioned to do, what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, through the epistles, you read about things like, be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have. So there's no doubt that we have been called to do it, to share our faith, yeah. to let others know uh, what the good news about Jesus is. So for you guys to answer, why do we hesitate? Why do we hesitate to preach the gospel? What do you think keeps us from just stepping out and letting it known, be known? I'll speak on myself here. Yeah, that do. you know, there's a very, very easy way as a pastor to be like, "Hey, I do this on Wednesdays and Sundays, sometimes <laughs> during the weeks." You know, do I really need to be doing this outside? You know, yeah, there's yeah. a. I mean, I, 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 I kick that in the bud really quick. Yeah, you know, yeah. because it's it's yeah. untrue. But like, you think about like, oh man, have I. Have I done it too much? <laughs> or like am I like am I is my evangelizing this and you mm-hmm. know my everyday, you know, I kind of neglect the yeah. the supermarket pay person or you know the yeah. gas station person who clearly looks sad and you, you have that opportunity to be you know give yeah. them Jesus and um you know it, it's that priority of like oh well I did it there. I'm mm-hmm. good, right. you know. Right. Yeah, professionalizing mm-hmm. it. Yes, professional. Because I yes. think that's not just pastors. I think that can be on both sides, right? Sure. It, it can be yeah. the person that's the pastor, the full-time minister. Oh, I do that as my day job. I don't yeah. need to, you know, I just want to get in the grocery store, get out of the grocery store, get home and, you right. know, chill. Run away from people. <laughs> or it could be on the other side like somebody else is taking care of the evangelization. Right, right. I don't yeah. need to worry about that. That's what we've got pastors and ministers for. So, yeah, yeah I think that's super valid. True, yeah. True. What about you, George? Why do you think we hesitate to preach the gospel? Uh, I think because we think people are going to be standoffish mm. when it comes to hearing the gospel, or they're going to be like, no, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it limits us to actually approach people because we're afraid of failure. Yeah. Failure to make the gospel known or failure to... Uh, accomplish the mission that we are set out to to yeah. do in our minds first of all so i feel like failure honestly yeah and i think some of that fear of failure i think that's a big one it comes down to this idea that we have in the back of our heads like i'm gonna fail because i don't know enough or i haven't mm. followed jesus long enough or mm. i haven't experienced this that or the other with him or i didn't go to seminary or yeah. you know whatever it may be like i just i don't have the tools necessary is what we tell ourselves sometimes right. and uh well, i don't think that's i don't think that's accurate but we'll get we'll get to that in a minute mm-hmm. um i think there's also like for me just a busyness like mm. you know just that running in running out of the grocery store oh, it's goodness, like yeah. there's always something else to be done yeah. right i'm always moving on to the next thing right. when i'm not focusing on living in the as a a teacher of mine and one who I still see as a mentor said living in the eternal now the yeah. the mm-hmm. present if we're living for the next thing or the next to do then we're not going to we're not going to be aware of yeah. the needs around us and right. ready right. to share the gospel with those who might have ears to hear yeah. mm-hmm. well I, I would go out on a limb and say if, if I'm late for work one day and I don't give you the excuse, but I tell you, like, you know, I was evangelizing somebody in the sh- <laughs> coffee shop. I don't think you would look at me and be like, hey, Shane, yeah. you got to be here, bro. <laughs> you no, know, I think that or my wife, part, yeah. you know, or like, you know, say like I go to the grocery store and I'm gone for 30 minutes and I come back and I'm like, well, you know, I got to talk about somebody about Jesus. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my wife wouldn't look at me and be like, but man, you got to be, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. right. You know, you the, had to cook dinner. <laughs> the, right. the busyness of it can wait, you know, if, yeah. if it's someone's eternal, Absolutely. eternal damnation you yeah, know or t- eternal sure. like mm. you know 
life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's absolutely fair. I think connected to that is a lack of urgency, right? Like we've got right. all the time in the world. So I've got something else to run to right now. Right. I'll take care of that another time. Or, right. you know, oftentimes sharing the good news, that's, it happens best in these relationships that are deep and meaningful to you. So it's not even true, necessarily true. these passing engagements at the grocery store, but mm. it could be you're having coffee with a friend and you think, you know what? We'll get to it next time. Yeah. Yeah, you might. I mean, yeah. Lord willing, but also Jesus is coming back and we, and we don't know yeah. when and there is a sense of urgency that right. we have a gospel to share and good news to share. And yeah. uh, I'll never forget a, an old African proverb that we were talking, Arab proverb. I think it was North African actually. Uh, so neither African nor Arab, depending on how you define it, um, <laughs> that said the greatest crime in the desert is to find water and tell no one. Yeah. Um, and that's that's that sense of urgency, right? Like people are thirsty. They're, they're dying of thirst and, mm. and we've got the source of life, the source of water that we yeah. can share. Um, wow. Anything else that you would add to that? Why we would hesitate, Jeez. or what else? Uh, what else uh, kind of keeps you from stepping out? I, I think just not knowing what to say. Yeah. Just like if you approach somebody, like you know how how like culturally we have this thing like oh my gosh I'm being awkward or uh, like this interaction is like not going as smooth as it's supposed mm. to be yeah and then you you just psych yourself out and you're like i don't know what to say like in this moment and so yeah. i feel like at least for me that would be one of the reasons like yeah. i have no even though i know the gospel i know what i should say but like in those moments you're just like i have no idea what to say i don't or even know how to bring yeah. it up or, or you're gonna feel weird because i mean there mm -hmm. are some i don't want to say weird i don't want to stereotype but there are christians that are like i'm gonna like run down everybody in giant and I'm going to tell them about Jesus, which is good, but yeah, I think there's, do, but yeah. <laughs> I think there's a, you know, don't do that to the neglect of building relationships. Correct. Right? Absolutely. Right. That's, I'm yeah. glad you said that. There's, yes, there's exactly. room for both. I think you see, you yes. know, people in the new Testament preaching in open forums, you know, the David Wilkerson type thing yeah. on the street corners in New York city, you know, then there's also the getting to know people, um, witnessing to you know family, friends, loved ones, those that you do work and business with, like those, those are all valid expressions of evangelism and context for them. Uh, yeah. Are you arranging the handbells? <laughs> yes, so that they look better. <laughs> I was screen. trying to hold a smile, but See, I that couldn't. is the funniest thing. We are talking evangelization, <laughs> and George is color coding the handbells. ADHD, my friend. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Jesus knew we would fall, feel all those hesitations. Yeah, he knew right. we would feel that way. Uh, so, Shane, I think you've got a verse for yeah, us that kind of verse. addresses uh, some of that. Absolutely. It's Mark uh, 13, 9 through 11. It says, but you be on guard. Uh, they will hand you over. To, sorry. I'm like trying to losing read your microphone. Yeah, I was losing my mic. All right. They will hand you over to local courts and you will be flogged in the synagogues. Sheesh. And you will stand before governors and kings because of me as a witness to them, and it is necessary for the gospel to be preached to all nations. So when they arrest you and hand you over, don't worry beforehand what you will say, but say whatever is given to you at the time, for it isn't you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Come on oh, now. That's a good passage. So like that's, that. that's Jesus speaking to his uh, disciples. 
about things yet to come on their timeline and of course on the timeline of the church as well and yeah this is what he says be on guard look you're going to be handed over like it's not just like ridicule it's not just ostracism it's not just fear of rejection it's right you're going to be handed over and beaten so yeah. it's like worst case scenario you're going to stand before the people of power because of me mm-hmm. and you're going to bear witness to them you're yeah. going to do what we just talked about proclaim yeah. the good news tell them who i am what yeah. i'm up to mm-hmm. because why it's necessary that the gospel be preached to all nations right. but mm-hmm. don't worry uh <laughs> don't worry beforehand what you will say he does, yeah. uh, i do like that he says don't worry what you say yeah it's you got enough to think about almost is what i hear him <laughs> saying like you're gonna be in front of people of power you're yeah. gonna be flogged beaten ostracized for what you mm-hmm. do arrested um don't worry about what you're gonna say though yeah uh, because uh, i will I, I, I've got the, the provision for that taken care of. Right. The Holy Spirit is going to give you the words to speak. And mm. I just love that passage. What, what stood out to you guys from that passage? What caught your attention as you were reading and listening? Don't worry what you have to say, honestly. Yeah. It's just don't worry. And I like that. He says like, um, yeah, he says don't worry about beforehand. Like don't, yeah. don't plan words mm-hmm. to say when you are, like for me, when you're stuck in those moments, <laughs> yeah. don't plan ahead what you have to say. Just yeah. say what is on your heart because that's the Holy yeah. Spirit speaking. I think that's an assurance, honestly. Yeah, I think it's a huge reassurance uh, yeah. to know that we don't have to have a sermon prepared. And that's some of that yeah. like feeling like we don't have the tools. I haven't been to seminary. I, you yeah. know, I don't know this much. Yeah, but you don't You don't need a full sermon. Right. You don't need, um, you know, three points and all the perfect. Call. Yeah. Yeah, all the perfect <laughs> arguments to dismantle yeah. their world system, their worldview, and their their system of belief. Yeah. You don't have to have all that, right? Because the Holy Spirit's going to give you the words to say, yeah. and uh, that that frees up some of our mind, <laughs> some of our attention, Absolutely. some of our planning, and, yeah. and present. You know, uh, our presence to know and to see what's going on around us, right? Mm. What else? Anything else I, catch your attention? I take this as as my very first missions trip is when actually I really got saved. I accept Jesus the last time, and it was two thousand five. I went to Pittsburgh, and um, the night before the pastor, and I'll never forget what he said. He said that uh, there's two things when we go out in these streets we need to remember is that if in we get streets. hurt, <laughs> if we get hurt, God's gonna heal us. Mm-hmm. If we someone kills us. We're going to be with God. So you have no yeah. worries. Wow. And as, as a 15 year old, I'm like, okay, uh, what's going to happen out there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but that has stuck Excuse with me. me? <laughs> I've, I've told many people that afterwards and that really stuck with me. And, and literally, uh, the day after I had to witness to somebody for my very first wow. time, actually, wow. and no clue what to do, what yeah. to say to him, walked over. The Lord gave me the, gave me the words. I walked away, not knowing what I said to the person, <laughs> but I know that we were both crying at the end oh, wow. and wow. he, he may or may not be following Jesus right now. I don't know, yeah. but it was one of those. It, it just kind of perfectly kind of summed up this whole thing of like, yeah. you know, if we, if, I, if they're going to hurt us, God's going to heal us. If yeah. we got, we're going to be with God. So, you know, be Wow. Be be open, and I was very open. I was scared walking over, but like mm, I, yeah. I remember you know not worrying about the words, but I was like, I'm just gonna go over and comfort this person Dude, and just talk. Yeah. That's such a great story, such a great testimony yeah. because it tells you you don't you could be a 15 year old that Absolutely. got saved the day before, Absolutely. and the Lord can use you. You don't have to worry about what you're gonna say or having right. all the. I didn't have the theology. Right. I didn't. Right. I didn't know how to write a sermon yet. You know, like right. I didn't. Right. Yeah. I didn't have any of those types of tools. I just had that relationship that I had with Christ. And, right. and what yeah. my testimony yes. was, you know, at that at that time. So. Yeah, and that word testimony is incredibly important, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. I think what you, you what your story just kind of um, exemplifies is that you were ready for the moment, prayerful about it, and you yeah. just were obedient. And I think mm. a lot of 
a lot of witnessing, a lot of evangelizing is just obedience. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not having all the right words, doing our very best, but it's about Jesus giving us his best and mm-hmm. us being good stewards right. of what he's done, who he's been, where he's shown up in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, you know, that the words would be given for, it's not you speaking. I, we were talking about this earlier this morning, jokingly talking about the expression of the spiritual gifts and just yeah. like, man, it's almost as if it's not us speaking, you know, <laughs> like, you no, know, it's the spirit leading us and, and how cool that is and how hard yeah. to qualify that can be yeah. in the same way when it comes to evangelizing and witnessing when we're brought before these people when the lord puts us in the same path as someone who he wants to hear the good news Mm -hmm. it will be the holy spirit speaking it through us inspiring our words not not as if you know he's inspiring a new gospel or a new uh, book of scripture a new volume but instead uh, inspiring our thoughts and guiding our our uh, words so that what he wants to be said what message he declare desires to be declared is declared Mm -hmm. and made clear to the person and uh, it's so important that we remember as you said that the Holy Spirit is not just given to us as a cool accessory to our faith. Or, yeah, we get to speak in tongues now, which is super fun. We can go to Star Trek (laughs) conventions and make them think that, you know, we speak Klingon just like the rest of them or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. That was such a weird metaphor but or uh, (laughs) illustration. Uh, No, but it's not just some accessory that we can, oh, now we get to operate in the gifts. Now we get to, it's not a feeling we pursue. Oh, now I feel full of the Holy Spirit Mm. and I'm just, you know, electrified by his presence. Not that and and two, I want to I want to point out too is the Holy Spirit's not your uh, not a puppet, you know. Yeah, like he is still mm. using a human, you know. Absolutely. You, and I, that whole time, you know, anytime we, we you know do interpretation or you know if we're in those situations where we're being used by God and we're using the like I said, like I don't know what I said. Uh, it wasn't I wasn't sitting there and the Holy Spirit's like rah, rah, yeah rah, rah. right. You know there there could have been a point where I was like I could have been like uh. And then I just said my own words and just kind of like, yeah. you know, there's, there's their human factor in that. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people, I think too, when they say you being led by a spirit, they're like, I'm, I'm scared to be impossessed. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's not that. Yeah. You know? You're it right. Really He's isn't. not a puppet master. Just making you, you know, say these words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not doing ventriloquy. Right. <laughs> why, did, why did that sound like the Grinch? <laughs> <laughs> that was my best Jim Carrey. <laughs> But yeah, you're absolutely right. There is human agency involved. He, as we submit and surrender to him, is guiding our thoughts, our passions, our desires. And he's been working through our whole history to give Mm. us the words that we need at that moment. He he draws on the reservoir of scripture we've hidden in our heart to speak Mm -hmm. his truth. So, yeah, you're right. It's not just, you know, it, it. it would be nice. You just check out mentally right. for a minute. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit take over here for a second. And, you know, <laughs> he just does his thing. You're like, all right, and we're back. What did I miss? That's yeah. that's not how it works, though. It's it's not quite that. Yeah. But as a Pentecostal, as a charismatic church, we want to be aware of the power of the Holy Spirit, Absolutely. not just for expression of gifts or so that we are, um, shall I say, feeling intimacy with God, but that the Spirit is also sent to empower us yes. for poc- proclamation, to empower our proclamation itself. Yes. So, George, uh, go ahead and read that well-known passage to so many um, Spirit-filled, Spirit-led believers. Mm. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes, when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and Samaria and it to the ends and to the ends of the earth. 
That's a good one. And that's one that we, you know, we know pretty well within spirit filled church contexts. But uh, it's always important to remember the connection there between receiving power from the Holy Spirit and being witnesses. Mm. And Jesus says, you will be my witnesses. In other words, what does a witness do? A witness tells about what they have seen, what they have heard. And Mm. he says, you're my witness. So what you're telling others about what you're witnessing to them about is me, what you've seen, what you've heard Jesus, in on. me. And I think that's such an important thing to remember is that the Holy Spirit was sent to glorify the Son, mm. Jesus Christ. And he does so in part through guiding us as we witness to Christ. Mm-hmm. So we in the Holy Spirit are bearing witness to the glory of Jesus Christ as he guides and as he leads. And I think that, again, that just takes a tremendous burden off of all our shoulders. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that even comes down to yeah, we want to be intentional with where we go, what we do, but we can also trust that not only does he, he guide and empower our thoughts and our, our speech, but also uh, where we are, when we are. He, he puts us in the right place. Oh, he absolutely. divinely ordains those meetings, like this guy that absolutely. you met the day after you really gave your life to the Lord for the last time. And yeah. uh, I think it's just... It's well, and so, I would say yeah, I didn't ahead. even walk into it. Like, it was mm-hmm. like... Well, no, I did walk into it, but it was like we were chilling at this playground right outside of the school, like because we just got done, like you know, going door to door, and we were just were sitting in a playground. It wasn't like Wait, we went there just to like. You just met a guy at a playground. Yeah, my youth pastor was there. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, we prayed about it. Whoa, uh, but no, it, but it was a teenage. He was a teenager. It wasn't like a oh, cool. grown person. Okay, I'm like, okay. is that? Yeah, like, this could be hit on school campus. <laughs> this could get bad. Uh, but you know, but yeah, we were just chilling. We were like waiting for our bus to come pick us up at this wow. at this like playground, mm. and like we're just sitting there. I'm swinging on the swings because you know I'm still 15. You know, Dude. I guess I do that. Come and on. I just saw the person. It wasn't like we purposely went there, and I was like, I'm gonna find somebody. Yeah. you know, right. it was. You're the one. I've been- <laughs> I feel like the I've Holy Spirit for you. orchestrated that yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was. It, you could almost say it was a happenstance otherwise, Absolutely. but yeah. we know better. We know better. We do. Uh, so what do we do? Like we talked about having human agency in this. It, yes, the Holy Spirit is the one that is guiding and empowering. What's our role in it and how do we be active participates, participants in it? Uh, there's a component in starting point, yes. which is our um, our new believers slash newcomers slash wanting to become members class here at Greeley First Assembly. It was written by Pastor John Bryant, the f- last lead pastor here uh, before uh, I was able to start serving. Uh, he wrote it during his time at a church in Maryland. All that to say, this comes from him, and he wrote in it, and maybe he took it from somebody else, but I'm going to credit him because I, I don't, <laughs> I can only trace it back so far, right? Uh, the, the key, you know, the way to approach evangelism is with open eyes and open hearts. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to, I want to break that down just really briefly. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I want to talk about keeping your eyes, your ears, and your hearts open, uh, wide open, as we just seek the Lord's will and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with yeah. other people. So it really starts with keeping your eyes open, looking for opportunities that the Lord is putting before you, mm-hmm. like this kid on the swing or at the park. Yeah. That could very well just be one of those things where you're at a park and you're you know, 15 years old, you're doing your own thing, he's doing his own thing, you don't say anything to each other. You know, Maybe you're sitting at the DMV, right? And you're right. sitting right next to somebody and you notice a book on their lap that they're reading and it catches your attention and it makes you think of something that relates back to something you enjoy and somehow that ties into your faith and you think, ah, I don't want to bother that person. 
Yeah, maybe not. Uh, but also, maybe this is an opportunity the Lord's putting before you to connect right, with somebody, right? right? That's so good. Maybe you're talking with a longtime friend that you've been just desiring to share the gospel with, and they share that they're going through something that you've been through before. Yeah, maybe that's just a coincidence. It's not. <laughs> I, I say <laughs> maybe. Not. I was going to say, or maybe. <laughs> what I meant to say is it's not just a coincidence. Yeah. The Lord is putting you there for that opportunity right. so that you can speak his truth into the situation. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know I miss a ton of the opportunities in front of me just for lack of looking. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm also a guy. <laughs> yeah, so no, very true. I, you know, I'm like, honey, where's the peanut butter? <laughs> she's allergic to peanuts, and she's like, it's right there in front of your face. How do you not know that? No, she doesn't do that. That's somebody <laughs> else's joke. Anyway, you know, I, I, if I just opened my eyes, I would see so many of the opportunities yeah. right in front of me. Yeah. Another one, though, I think even kind of in between opening your eyes and opening your hearts, I think is is listening, opening your ears, listening to God's voice as he leads you to speak about mm-hmm. himself to other people. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever had a time in your life, guys, and I, this wasn't in the notes, so I'm springing this on you, mm-hmm. where you felt like the Lord just really gave you something to share with somebody, and you really clearly heard him. And I'm not saying audible voice, but like he just he put something on your heart, and you're like, you know, I just want to tell you, or I just want to share, or I really feel led to give you this verse, or anything like mm-hmm. that. Very often, it's like a person's name comes into my head, or a person's mm. face, and you know... Um, I can't say I act on it a lot, but then I, I, I can tell you there was a, it was like two months ago, this person came to my head and I was like, I should text the encouragement to him. And literally the next week found out they were like struggling with something mm. or I can't, it was like somebody passed away in their family. Oh, well, and I was yeah. like, missed yeah. the opportunity because I just <laughs> had their, I could have taken five seconds to just yeah. text them and be like, Hey, praying for you today or you know i mean sometimes that's evangelism yeah i mean not to an extent but that's well, it's, encouraging it, other it's people witnessing in some way yeah, yes. yeah yeah um but often it's like <clears throat> people's names come into my head and it's like yeah it's like why am i thinking about them oh yeah yeah lord you're speaking mm-hmm. to me right now you know for sure for sure yeah i would say for me it's often like there's a passage of scripture that the lord calls to mind when i'm speaking to someone or he even just, yeah, kind of prompts me like, all right, well, pray for this person. Yeah. And I'll stop and say, can we pray? And and I'm not saying I'm out on you know the streets every single day doing this. But right. when I do, uh, it's something that I've tried to grow in being obedient to the Lord in these areas. And I do think that when when I step out, he always comes through by, by giving me just a prompting or, or a desire to, to share a gospel truth of his or um, mm. uh, pray along a certain line. I remember one time, um, there was a, a person using the grocery store that uh, there was a, a worker, an employee at the grocery store just standing there, one of those ones that monitor the self-checkout aisles, um, which, you know, at that point, why not just check out for me? But anyway, that's a different... <laughs> no, that's a, right. <laughs> and he was just standing there and the Lord just really like pointed him out to me and, and just really led me to say, just go over and let him know that he is really loved by God. Jesus yeah. really does love and care for him, mm. whatever his past experience was. And I didn't have time to say all that, but I, I just kind of walked by and said, hey, I, I, I follow Jesus, and I just really felt like he wants... You know, he, I, I really felt him putting on my heart to tell you that he really does love you. Mm. And that was the whole exchange. Was there an altar call? Was and there, then, was there yeah. like a band came behind you? Well, then I, <laughs> I had just bought distilled water. So I cracked that sucker open <laughs> and we baptized. Be baptized. No, we didn't do that. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I've only seen him once 
since and i didn't uh, interact with them at that time because again it was in the grocery right. and uh, hey i'm fallible and i was like oh i'm <laughs> i'm running onto this next thing so um but no it's i think god does give us the words and we don't right. even always know what and why and um I, I just trust that he's sovereign over it all and just as he does provide the words to speak he knows the impact of those words yeah, right. um so we open our eyes we open our ears to hear his voice as he leads us to speak to others about him and then finally uh we open up our heart we, we keep our heart wide open. We let others hear our heart as we reflect with them on what God has done in our own lives. Yeah. This one's so important to me because I think this is the heart of bearing witness. This is the, <laughs> the heart, <laughs> yeah. the core of um, giving testimony. Yeah. It's about sharing what God has done in our lives, what, how he's moved, what he's been up to. Remember, we're bearing witness to Jesus not to ourselves. And to open up your heart is just to say, look, here's what God has done and and how it's affected me. Here's what he has been in my life and and what that means today. I think there's a a great example of this in Scripture that really mirrors um, or complements Shane's uh, story. Uh, And Shane, I think you're going to read this one out of John 4. Uh, This is the woman at the well. Jesus has uh, just revealed himself to her as uh, the Messiah. She's a Samaritan woman. Uh, She's been through uh, multiple partners, and she is uh, certainly down on her luck within the context of her life. And and Jesus shares with her um, about the living water that he has to offer people. Mm -hmm. And she just goes away, blown away, that he really read her mail and (laughs) knew what was going on in her life and spoke to her situation. And and this is what happens next. Says, then the woman left her water jar, went out to town, and told the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They left the town and made their way to him. Now many Samaritans from the time believed in him because of what the woman had said when she testified. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritan came to him, they asked him to stay with him, and they stayed there for two days. Many more believed because he is uh, because of what he said, and they told the women, the woman, we no longer believe because of what you said, since we have heard for ourselves now, ourselves uh, and know that this is really the savior of the world. Awesome. So like again, that. that's out of John four. Great story. I mean, mm-hmm. I just love the story of the woman at the well and how mm-hmm. he speaks to her, how Jesus speaks to her and addresses her. Mm-hmm. But notice that she. It says that she testified, but it's not like she had this big elaborate testimony of you know, this whole life unfolding in God's hand and, Mm. you know, all this, that, and the other. He redeemed this, and then he led me here. She had just had a single conversation with Jesus. Right. And he told her everything she ever did. Mm -hmm. Could this be the Messiah, she asks? So really all she's doing is saying, here's the conversation I had with this guy. This is the way it affects my heart. Could this be the Messiah? Is is this the one that was sent to save the world? That was her testimony. That's how she witnessed. Mm -hmm. She didn't have a five-point sermon. She didn't have the cosmological argument for God's existence memorized. She just had her experience with Jesus. And look, she was still an outsider she still presumably she was uh, with somebody who had had multiple husbands or partners in her life. She would have likely been looked down upon in her context, right. and she's still going to her town and preaching the gospel, preaching the good news of. Could this be the Messiah? It's funny that it's even a question. She's like, I don't know what just happened to me, but <laughs> man, this is the person I just met, and it was amazing. Yeah. You got to go meet him for yourself. Yeah. Look at how 
how we we would call imperfect her testimony is mm. and yet the impact it had many more believed mm. because of what he said and they had gone out to him why because of what she said to them about him it's amazing to me that god uses right. this samaritan woman mm. to bring a whole town to jesus just through the simple he he told me everything I ever did. Could mm-hmm. this be the Messiah? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that story? What does it make you think about your own testimony and how you have an opportunity to go back to the villages yeah. and the the neighborhoods in which we live mm-hmm. and tell people about the Lord? Well, I tell you, I love the part where it says we no longer believe because you said what you said yeah. since we have heard ourselves, and I think that's important because now they have a testimony. Absolutely. They 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 have something to tell other yep. people, you know, yep. and yeah. that's. That's, you know, that's the great thing. You know, um, I, I think you said it, you know, you don't have to, your testimony doesn't have to be and, and that's what we're going to, we were talking about that a little bit. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be emotional. Yeah. You don't have to be like on drugs for five years on the streets right. for it to be effective, you right. know, like, it, it, you know, I, and I tell people too, like if you've grown up in the church and you've never experienced like outside things like that, yeah. like drugs, all those things, you know, we, we say drugs cause that's generally you know, what we hear, but you know, like there's so many different things that could happen don't in a testimony. Um, yeah. but if you've grown up in the church, that's a testimony of God's faithfulness right. in your family, mm, yes. uh, in your life to right. keep you from those things. Right. And, and your your testimony doesn't have to be elaborate because these people that that she had met, they may have, you know, yeah, they they may have just been farmers that just kind of lived the farm, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. never really experienced Jesus and. You know, they started to feel a testimony of like, well, you know, I really, I, I was a good person, but you know, I really felt Jesus in a different way when he mm. came to visit us, you know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And that's the start of their testimony. It wasn't elaborate. It didn't need to be crazy. Right. But it was what Jesus has done for you. And that's going to speak to somebody, you know? Absolutely. I think if you've got, it, let's say you grew up in the church or, you know, you never went wild. Maybe you didn't grow up in the church, but you grew up in, right. a, you know, moral, ethical home and you don't feel like, the, oh, there's this big, massive conversion. Well, first of all, let's remember, God brought us from death to life, no right. matter what our background <laughs> was. That's pretty massive. That's pretty massive. <laughs> Second of all, it, it the the testimony you sh- you can share is about the goodness you have yes. experienced in Christ. Absolutely. The, the faithfulness as you said the love the joy the peace that you have found in him the yeah. the way he has spoken the way he has moved but we often we often um discount our testimony if it's not like yeah i was in a gang or yeah i i fell into this or yeah i was addicted to this for 10 years and then look those are valid testimonies are, yeah. and i thank god for those testimonies that say it doesn't matter where you end up god has all the power to bring you back to life no. but there's also power in the testimony that says i tasted and saw that the lord was good and i've wanted nothing else since yeah. mm-hmm. that's a powerful testimony because it oh, yeah. speaks to the goodness of god to the the richness of his presence in our lives and and that reminds us that ultimately our testimony isn't about us anyway right. that's the mistake i think we often make yes the testimony has to be about me i have to have an impressive story no 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 mm. the testimony is about jesus about god about what he has yeah. done in and through you and mm. you get to share it because you were the one that gets to experience right. it that's that's not self-effacing it's just gospel humility it's right. wow look at what god has done in my life mm. and that's all that this woman did right mm. i mean she she just went around saying look what jesus did how awesome how incredible is this, but we so often think, ah, if I haven't been through all this stuff, then I don't really have a testimony. Right. Yeah. I, there's a comedian, 
um, named Matt Falk out of Canada. And uh, I don't know why I said out of Canada. It's like he's <laughs> just to give him more validity, just, I guess. You know, I don't want to, you know, just put an asterisk on that. He's Canadian. No, I t- but he, uh, we were watching his special, uh, one of his specials, and he makes a joke about when he was baptized. And uh, he talks about like how they either made him go first or they made him go last. And the closer should have been the guy who'd been on the streets for five years <laughs> and done drugs. Like, that's your closer. That's the one you want to end on. I was just some 13-year-old kid. And it was funny, obviously, because it. it plays on that idea that we, yeah. we have to have this like you know, just hard-boiled, hardcore, really gritty testimony for it to make an right. impact. But it's just not true. true. I know that we can share what Jesus has done in our lives even just in story, right. mm-hmm. even just in this one time he did this for me, this one time mm-hmm. he proved himself to be this for me. Mm-hmm. And that's one other misconception that I want to just clarify. Bearing witness, giving testimony doesn't mean that every time you go to share Jesus, you have to share your life story. Right. Her testimony was literally, come see a man who told me everything I did. Could this be the Messiah? Mm-hmm. She didn't say, well, it all started on a windy day. <laughs> In BC five, I was thinking what date when I was <laughs> born to a struggling family, you know, and like no, she just said this is what happened. In the same way, maybe Jesus spoke a word of truth into your life that changed yeah. everything. Maybe mm-hmm. He just gave you direction uh, for the next step of your journey, yeah. and you're able to share that with somebody. You can say, look, mm-hmm. this God I serve, I can trust Him with all my heart, and He makes right. the path straight for me. Yeah. And then that speaks to them. That's testimony too. Mm-hmm. That's bearing witness yeah. to God. Mm-hmm. I um. So there's this practice, and I'm going to give you guys a practical thing. Uh, not you guys. You guys. Well, you well, guys, too. I, I would like it, too, you, you yeah. if yeah. I can yeah. have Please. it. Um, is my second <laughs> missions trip was to Philadelphia. And I remember we Just were... Just kind of hitting up the Keystone uh, We were hitting there. the Keystone <laughs> State, yeah. Um, so we got the West. Now it's time for the East. <laughs> right. No, go ahead, During sorry. one of our chapels, and it was coincidentally at Valley Forge, uh, we had... Um, um, I was 16 at that point because it was a year later, and wiser, we had talked. Uh, I was wiser. Uh, we uh, the preacher had us take the 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 altar time and write out our testimony. Oh wow! Because he's like sometimes when you're in the moment, it's easier to read what you've learned. You know, because when you're like yeah. preparing your way, well, it's and idea. it's not like you're cheating and you're like, no. oh, the Lord's not going to use it because the Lord can speak that. But you know, write <laughs> it down in your phone or something like that, and like one day be like, hey, you know. Um, you're reading your testimony. You're like, Hey, that can connect with somebody. Let me read this to him and you're, or yeah. like practice it because you know, the yeah. practice makes perfect, you know? Yeah. Uh, but write your testimony down. Cause those things, you know, it helps you be Re- on guard reflect, or be, yeah. be on it, you know? And yeah. Call to mind what God has mind. done, you Absolutely. know, document it, it more than just letting life happen and forgetting about it. Right. I think the idea behind like a prayer journal has always been really appealing to me for that reason so that I can look back and yeah, see what God yeah has done over the years because try there it. is what? No, I just saying. Right yeah, now. exactly. I thought you said, try it. I was like, I will, I'll try <laughs> it right now. I'll do, we I start say true, but it come out right. So try it. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think you're right. I think that's an intentional way to reflect on what God has done. I think testimony begins with testifying to ourselves of what God has done. <laughs> right, right? right. Otherwise right. we can just miss on all the ways that God has been at work in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that, that sharing the testimony doesn't have to be big, elaborate and emotional every time. It can just be a simple act, a simple word that God did in your life. Yeah. And you just tell others what you've witnessed of him through that. Yeah. It, it's, it's an incredible uh, opportunity. We have to share who God is and what he's up to with others. And it doesn't have to be the thing that we often psych ourselves out right. with yeah. it being. Um, right. There's one last verse that I want to, I think kind of 
excuse me, uh, really summarizes the ideas of what we just said about what our testimony really is. So George, I'll have you read that verse out of First John as we just let that be our concluding thoughts. And then um, after you read it, I don't know if you two want to just kind of give a takeaway for today and, and what mm-hmm. kind of stood out to you from our conversation. And Absolutely. we'll wrap things up after that. Let's do it. Let's do it. First John 1, 3 says, What we have seen and heard, we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Love that verse. Mm -hmm. Love it. We're telling you what we've experienced so that you can get on the same page as us, which is in union and communion and relationship with Jesus, with with God Almighty for all eternity. That's a powerful thing that one little piece of information you can share with your neighbor could have mm-hmm. you know, fellowship with you and with the father, son and Holy spirit for all eternity. Yeah. Just because you were able to say, God did this one thing in my life one time. Have you, have you gone to him? Have you, have you sought God? Have you, have you asked him to move in your life? Have, yeah. have you considered Jesus and who he is and what he stands for and, mm-hmm. and what that could mean for you? You just never know what impact that could have. Yeah. Tim, mm-hmm. Tim Latif told me one, uh, something, um, that stuck with me. He said some, you guys know Tim Latif, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, uh, Valley Forge had mentioned something. Oh yeah. yeah. He uh, related to Queen Latif. Uh, I'm just, go ahead. Sorry. That was <laughs> the a closest terrible you joke. get to Latif. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There are yeah, I remember, I remember yeah. too. Yeah. 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 But he said something like, uh, he said that him and his wife, uh, when they go out to a restaurant, uh, before they bring the food out, like, I mean, they bring the food out. And so he asks the wait, hey, the waitress or the waiter, hey, we're about to pray. In what way can we pray for you? Oh, oh that's nice. That's really that. cool. Yeah, in what way can we pray for you? Can we pray with you? And so I've tried that. I like and that. And I cannot tell you how many times people are just like, man, I'm going through this. Wow. And I am dealing with this. And I'm like, oh, I've been there too. Wow. And I. You're like, sit down, sit down here for a second. Exactly. <laughs> well, the yeah. cool thing is that's not, you. they didn't get, she didn't, they don't give you like the receipt at that point. They exactly. didn't give you your food. The so you food. still have a good 15 oh, minutes yeah, with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and man. so like, and I've used that. And actually, I, I, at first I was like, there's no way somebody's gonna, <laughs> oh yeah i'm busy but they actually give you time and like talk to talk about, like, i mean there are people that have like oh yeah just pray for peace but there are actual yeah. people who are like i'm going through this wow. and i'm struggling I really and like that. yeah and so i've used that and i like using that honestly wow. as a means of uh you know sharing the gospel and sharing the gospel the my yeah. testimony with somebody who's struggling through things and all yeah. that Prayer can be a powerful tool of testimony and of witness because it says, I'm calling on God because I believe not only that he's there and hears me, but that he can respond. And praying in the name of Jesus, of course, puts the emphasis on the fact that Jesus is the one who has paid the price that makes this relationship I have with God possible. Right. So yeah, when when this church, Greeley First Assembly, did city share for a while, uh, which was door-to-door going in the neighborhoods and praying for the people around us, it was a powerful way to just say, hey, we're just out wanting to pray for our community. We're from this church. We want to just bless the people around us. How can we be praying for you? Mm-hmm. It just bore witness to the fact that there's actually... There is there is a God who cares about you, who yeah. wants to know your needs, and we want to lift up those needs to you as well. And yeah. often people don't deny prayer. No, from what no. I yeah. what I've experienced, I mean, your people are gonna be like, "No, nah, I'm all right." It happens, you know? but but no. often people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I do," you know, yeah. for oh, yeah. something, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we've met with uh, Muslims that we that we would always use prayer as just mm-hmm. a 
as a way of blessing them. And we would say, listen, can we pray for you? Uh, I'm going to pray. And I, I think there was one guy that I even said, like, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. Can I pray for you? And he still was yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. He was a friend <laughs> of mine. And, and we would close on prayer and I would tell him what I believe and why I think it could make such a difference in his life and, and would pray for him along those lines. People are always, yeah. almost always open to prayer. Yeah. So that's another thing before we close is often the fear of rejection that we have is so amplified in our mind, like way beyond what is actually going to happen in mm-hmm. actual experience. But we right. hype it up. Uh, last week we were talking at midweek, uh, which is our Wednesday night meeting, um, 6, 6 p.m. for dinner, 6.30 for the ministries. And I was sitting with a group of people and one of our board members just like stated it was the way it, he stated it was just like perfect timing. And it was just, it was almost kind of funny because of how matter of fact it was, he was, he was like, you know, 80% of the things we worry about don't even happen. <laughs> and his wife goes, gee, thanks. <laughs> it was so funny though. Cause it's like, no, you're, that's a hundred percent right. For like sure, yeah. with so many of the things that we worry about don't even come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we can psych ourselves out when really, like you said, people are so open to prayer. I think people, out there right now are way more open to Mm -hmm. spiritual truths and things both positive and negative right they're more open to jesus but they're also more open to wicca or psychics or whatever so there's a you know we want to make sure they're they're connecting with the right thing the right uh the actual truth and and all that but anyway um those those fears of rejection we have often don't come to fruition like we thought they would or at least not as severely Yeah. yeah So, gentlemen, what's your takeaway? What's the one thing uh, that you're gonna that really stood out to you from our conversation today? Well, I will I will challenge people with this. Um, and when you guys were just talking, it was just kind of came to my mind that uh, I heard this quote from an atheist that um, he does not believe in Jesus at all. But he would he would challenge people: um, how, Why would you hate somebody so much to not tell them about an everlasting life with Jesus? Wow! Yeah, you know and that's from someone that's, who that's does some, not believe exactly. Yeah. And you think about that, and he's exactly right. Like it was convicting when I was watching it. I was like, okay, because he was just t- telling this like thing about he's like, I don't do it, but why would you like t- not tell somebody mm. about? the person who wow. will save their lives. If you're so yeah. convicted of that truth. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like, and he said it in the way of like, how much do you have to hate somebody to not tell them about that? You know, Man. now yeah. that's drastic, but, it's, but true. it's the truth, you know, yeah. cause it's how, wow. how much do, am I concerned with my own life mm. that I can't tell somebody else about something that's going to, change their lives mm. that's gonna their give eternity. them hope. yeah exactly yeah, wow. so i want to challenge you guys with that i challenge myself with that every day of like am, is my busyness too if I, am i too worried about my busyness to yeah to tell somebody about something that's gonna save their lives you right. know yeah um yeah. so it's just a little challenge for everybody that i see today you know of wow. like that woman from the well could have totally been like all right you know i'm gonna go back home <laughs> This has been good. This has been good. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Really spoke to me. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then just left and told nobody. Yeah. You know? yeah. Wow. Um, Dang. But yeah, that's really just good. a little challenging there. All right, George, yeah. top that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I that was totally that joke. What's really truth? Right what is there. your yeah? What is something that you take away or something that you would say? Yeah, this is what really stood out to me from today's conversation. Don't psych yourself out. Mm, that's just, good. Just don't don't even plan anything ahead. You, if you're abiding in Christ, He'll give you the right words to say when you, you know, when you approach somebody that He has put on your heart to go tell your testimony or to tell the good news to. So, I think that's for me, honestly, just to 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 be obedient to God. I feel like for me, it's just being obedient. Most of the times, I'm telling you guys, 
I could stand on the in the uh, DMV area, and I'm like, I feel the the prompting of the Holy Spirit, just like tell somebody yeah. that I love them, oh, man. and I would be like, Lord, I don't know. Yeah, and you're like, but they're gonna think I'm weird, exactly, and they're gonna yeah. think all Christians are weird, and then <laughs> yeah, exactly. they're gonna flip a yeah. table at the DMV, and they're gonna yeah. get arrested, and I'm gonna get arrested, and, and they're gonna <laughs> get me I'm out with security, yeah. and I'm like, there's so many yeah. things, and so. Just be obedient. I mean, the, the apostles did it. And so if they did it and they were empowered by the Holy Spirit, yeah. the Holy Spirit that's in them is also in me. And so what am yeah. I going to fear? So that's good. And you could do that on a bad day, too. Yeah. Oof, <laughs> man, that's another podcast. You know, Oof. that is a very, that is, <laughs> you could do that all on a bad day. Dang. You can have a terrible day, but the Lord, you know, you're, we use a DMV. Yeah. You're, you're having a terrible day if you're DMV anyway. Um, but <laughs> you, we have somebody at the church that works at the DMV. <laughs> do we really? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, but you can be having a terrible day, but guess what? You yeah. know, what can improve that day is not, you know, more yeah. melatonin or, or mm. not melatonin. What is it? Uh, <laughs> vitamin C. I don't know. That's what the one that day. puts you to sleep. That's right. right. Yeah. Like, that could actually I mean, that could help, day. actually. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, not Lord. about telling somebody about Jesus and seeing them come to Christ. Right. Absolutely. You know, that traffic jam meant nothing. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. No, but, for sure. I think yeah. my, my big takeaway just kind of to follow up on yours is, is, um, the open heart, right? Uh, all yeah. you've got to do is, is know what God is doing in your life. You yeah. can share that with anybody. You don't need the yeah. degree. You don't need the 20 years of experience of walking with the Lord. You yeah. just need to know what God has done yeah. for you mm. and said to you. And, yeah. uh, we hope that that's encouraging yeah. for all of you. Uh, any questions, any comments as always, leave them in the comments, wherever you're listening yeah. or email us. Uh, do we have a media at greeleyfirst.org? Yeah, we definitely do. All right. So if you've got anything like that, uh, that you want to share media at greeleyfirst.org, mm. uh, or you can call George on his personal number. That's <laughs> nine. No, <I'm> <laughs> uh, coming up some great opportunities to connect young adults group. If you're watching this live on Facebook, mm-hmm. they meet tonight. Starts tonight. Starts tonight. Let's go. February 13th at 6 6 p.m. Going through the relationship principles of Jesus. That'll be a good one. Uh, Wednesday night is our midweek at GFA, as I already mentioned. Uh, Great things coming up for kids and youth as well. All of it, as always, is on our website in the bulletin. Mm -hmm. Just be sure to reach out, and we'll tell you how you can get connected. Until next time, we love y'all, and we got to get some handbells in our hands. Ready? Let's go, fellas. Hey, 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 hey! Wow, this kind of rapping. Hey, hey, hey! I missed it. Hey, hey.